You are listening to episode 71 of the Playing Flow podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. Imagine for a moment that you were able to double the amount of time you have in a day. That would be pretty amazing. Am I right? The good news. You are in luck. I have for you four essential steps to help you break free of the pressure and the pace that so many experience every day so that you can have more than enough time to build the work that is worth creating in your next 30 days or your next six months, and then also to experience the summer of 2021 that is completely guided by your juiciest, most delightful, delicious design. You might think, well, Rita, I know you can't put more than 24 hours into a day, so what gives? How do you do that? I'm going to get to that, but first let's look at the problem. Here is the problem that I see. If you're like most people, your days are filled with a race to get more done as opposed to getting done what matters. And in our culture, there is an addiction to doing and to busyness that is costing us a great deal of our health, our ability to put, build that work that's worth creating, of living the life that is fulfilling and one that's in line with our values. The cost is our integrity. And that's not our moral integrity, but our integrity based upon building a life that is in line with what we declare we care most about, that matters most to us. This race to measure our worthiness by means of our accomplishment, that then gives way to this next unwritten cultural belief that is, if you are busy, you are important. And we do this. It's very subtle. And it, as I said, it is unwritten. But if we understand the belly of the problem, we can change it. We know this isn't true, that you're not important because you're busy. And we know that because there's a lot of important people in the world who aren't busy, I might add, and vice versa. And if busyness was truly so great, it wouldn't be leading to so much unhappiness to us feeling like we are failing our families and our careers and our spouses and ourselves. The first mistake that we make is when we find ourselves in these moments of this high pace and this pressure and this running out of time, we do one of two things. We either blame the pace on a lack of time, which is an external thing. We don't have the time, and and that's a problem to which we are victim. Or the second thing that we do is that we shame ourselves and say that we have a time management problem. 
I'm going to acknowledge that there is a problem, but it is neither one of these. It is not a time management problem, and it is not that there are not enough hours in the day. We know that because some people are able to do something that builds work and lives a life that they desire without sacrificing their family and their personal time. But how? That's the question. We know that time management isn't the problem because almost everyone, I would say, that's in corporate America today or who has been there at one point in their life has taken a training on time management. There are planners, there are systems, there are enough that probably could span the world 10 times around. And so it is not due to time management that we are not living a life guided by our own design or that we're in this place of always feeling taxed and exhausted and drained based upon the pace of life. The truth is that we don't have a time management problem, we have an identity problem. As our work and family and personal life have grown, many do not expand their self-identity. They have not up-leveled and they are not a match to their current role. They have not expanded with the new role. And as a result, there is a rub. They are not expanding with the external or conversely, they're not creating the external because they haven't expanded. Let me explain what that looks like. There's a business owner. She started her business five years ago and the company grows every year, but she operates with the ways of being and the habits of a person who's just started her role. She's exhausted. She's out of alignment. She's trapped running details that are not meant for the role that she needs to play at this point. She doesn't have the identity of a business owner of a multiple six-figure company. And so it's either she's going to maintain and sabotage the success of the company, or she will choose to grow into it, or she will be in her own self-suffering and self-sabotage where she's out of integrity and she's experiencing a life that is not in line with her highest values. Or there's the female partner at a firm. She realizes her relationship with her spouse is suffering and she's failing in other areas because she is racing, doing a lot of things, but not the ones that seem to matter. Her identity isn't matched to her role of the person that she wants to become. And as a result, she too is drained by the pace, by the pressure. And she's constantly, ironically, seeking more, even when she's already overextended and she doesn't know why. And this isn't just a woman thing. There's a man I know who started his business a couple decades ago with three clients. And today he has over 3,000 and he has a staff of 50, but he still operates and is overwhelmed and is busy and is lost in this busyness because he has not become the identity of the business owner he needs to be today. Here's the thing that we do unknowingly is that we use this doing, this busyness to validate our self-worth. It's come from our culture and it's training, but we now don't even realize that we're doing it. And we believe that we are victim to time and to the pressure and to the external circumstances. We also use busyness to avoid connection and to numb us from pain, whether it's real pain or or stuff that we're concerned might happen, the potential pain. 
So how do you expand your identity and stop blaming time management or just a lack of time to do the work and become the person and expand into the life that you also desire on your own terms? The most efficient way is to go out and become the person you need to be to do what it is you need to do. What I'm saying here is simply ask, who do I need to be in order to do what I need to do to experience what I say I want? You may find if you're a partner in your organization who's depleted and you find that the pace just seems unsustainable, Maybe you need to become the more vulnerable person to your team, to your staff, to your spouse. Maybe you need to be more direct. Maybe you need to strengthen your boundaries with others. Maybe you need to step up and raise your voice in leadership meetings. Maybe you need to be more candid with feedback. Who do you need to up-level your role or your identity to? Not to whom, but within yourself. What expansion needs to happen within so that you show up in a more expansive way. Bottom line is we have to first diagnose the problem accurately. I can't tell you how many people tell me they're having a time management problem when it's not a time management problem. It is actually an identity problem. And they are using old tools, who they were, 5, 10, even yesterday, to become and to do something in a different manner. Busyness is not a badge. It does not reflect your importance. If anything, think of busyness as reflecting your lack of self-awareness. Yes? At that point, we turn it around and we we dismiss busyness and the cultural image of busyness that we have made it feel like it's an important representation. It's an indoctrination that's so deep that it has become our habit in our culture. And we've been running with it so long. And it's also why it's troubling for so many. So many are leaving lives of quiet desperation when they're extremely capable of pivoting and doing it differently. On a recent podcast, Carol Tomei, who's the CEO of UPS, she was talking to an audience and one woman who was a female leader began to speak up and and discuss and refer to her work at times as all the sacrifices that she's made. And Carol quickly interrupted and said, it's not a sacrifice, it's a choice. And the distinction is so important because when we think we're making a sacrifice, we are a victim. While a choice informs us that we are powerful and that we're creating, we're creators, we're we're empowered. I choose is very different than being a victim. And one thing I learned long ago to create really the the work and life I love is that I am not a victim. What's really eye-opening for people, and it's quite humbling also, but it's also empowering when we see it. And most people, when I talk to them, don't realize that they are playing victim. They'll deny it. When we can embrace that we at times, and oftentimes more than we'd like to think, are playing victim to external circumstances as opposed to choosing them and responding proactively, when we do that, we we can't help but sabotage ourselves. We can't help but remain at half-mast of what we're capable of. So 
that I thought it was pretty, it's pretty important to understand, first of all, that we need to understand that we are not victim to time. We are choosing what we do. And so that power to choose, as I'm talking here, also comes into play when we consider how we're going to spend our time. I want you to know that I, in the past, didn't have a good relationship with time as well. I went around and I thought I never had enough time. For years, I was in complete lack time relationship mode. You know, I I felt that I was always in, in scarcity of time. I have three kids. I have a business to run. I have projects and people I'm also passionate about. I have a husband who travels. I don't have a ton of extra time. But when I'm honest with myself, what I realized is that I always have time for what I need. Now, like I said, it wasn't always this way. I used to run around. I used to whip by things and be running my business and caring for my family. I'd complete a day absolutely spent and exhausted and then also wondered why I hadn't accomplished anything. I'd constantly wish for more hours in my day. And finally, I got that it was never going to happen. And what needed to change was first my relationship to time. Here's a big concept. Your relationship with time is like any other relationship. If you're in a constant fight or always at odds with someone, they're not going to be there for you, right? The same with time. If you're in a constant fight with time, it's not going to be there for you either. Are you following me? You can change your experience of time by changing your relationship with it, by simply deciding to relate to it differently. Here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to help you in four steps to reclaim your time right now. The first step that we just went through is a mindset one. Time is my friend. I'm changing this relationship with time that time and I are friends. The first practical step is to change how you think and talk about time. Stop convincing and proving that you don't have enough time by saying to yourself, I'm running out of time. I can't fit that in. I'm too busy. Hurry up. All of that talk means that you have a underlying thought that time is scarce that it is running against you. What's truly remarkable is when you stop saying and affirming that you have a lack of time, you'll stop experiencing a lack of time. It's that crazy. It's that wild. The second step is that when you feel rushed or pressured, you're in that state. One of the things that I use is a mantra. And that mantra is calm is strong. It may seem counterintuitive, but rushing takes more time. This calm is strong is a reminder that the more calm I am, the more time I seem to have. I find when I'm rushing around, I usually, you know, trip over something, hit something, spill a drink. I forget something that's important on my way to another place. So calm is strong. Understand that calm is our most organic human state. Few of us are there on a day-to-day basis, but it is the place from which we are the most intelligent, the most grounded, the most capable. Bring yourself back with that simple mantra, calm is strong, and you will experience more time. 
Now, the third step is to recognize that you will always get it done. When was the last time that you really ran out of time? Really? I talk about getting on airplanes. I always somehow get on them. <laughs> Even when I haven't packed just hours before I'm, I'm due out. What we're saying here is whether you think you have time or not, either way you are right. What I've realized is that I always get it done. I can get it done peacefully or I can get it done painfully and pressured. It is a choice. It goes back to choice. Choose peacefully. It's going to get done either way. It's going to happen. But when you do it peacefully, it's going to be a better product because peace is of a, a... a frequency of love rather than fear. Am I right? Are you following? Ultimately, you have one of two options in this step three. It is, I'm going to do it peacefully or I'm going to do it painfully. Either way, it's going to get done. This fourth step goes back to identity. I'm guessing that the role of the person that you're currently performing in, the one you may want to be or do or experience, and that can include a more balanced and and warm, rich life, fulfilling life, that that role, that no matter what it is, is doing less than what you think it's supposed to be doing. I'm going to say this again. The role that you are currently in or the one you're called to is meant to do less than you are. So what are you willing to do less of in order to experience what it is you say you want? Right now you're diluting yourself and the, the leader, the bold, fulfilled woman or man that you are called to be is not meant to be doing as much as you're doing. So what are you willing to do less of in, so, in order for you to experience more? When you combine the shift of a mindset that time is your friend along with changing how you talk about it, reminding yourself when you ever get into a pressured moment or feeling like you're rushed, that calm is strong and using that mantra, remembering that you have one of two choices in any given moment. You can choose to do it peacefully or you can choose to be pressured and pained. It's one or the other. You can't have both. It is a choice. And then four, when you elevate yourself, you aren't a victim to the experience. You move your identity according to the experience that you want. Expand yourself, whatever title that means. Are you CEO of your life? Are you CEO of your work? Elevate who you're being in the circumstance before you get to it. Regardless of your title or your station in life, there is an opportunity. You've been painfully indoctrinated in a culture that is making your worth equal your results. It's making busyness seem like a badge. That's a habit. But once you know better, once you're awakened to that, you have the opportunity to wake up like the Truman Show and realize there is a separate reality and that you actually can be in a positive relationship with time. Time's your best friend. It's our greatest gift. And there is more than enough. Move your relationship from a time scarcity relationship to a time abundant relationship, and you will experience more of the work 
that's worth creating and building the life that is guided by your own design. Specifically, as it stands right now, building a summer that's extraordinary and goes beyond what you ever imagined. Your call to action right now is simply to decide for a day or a week that you have all the time you need, that you have an abundance of time. You have more than enough time to do what it is that you desire. Pull yourself out of the habit and the painful relationship you've been in with time and you will experience and notice that you have double the time on any given day and more than enough in this lifetime to do it the way you want. I hope this has been helpful. I look forward to talking to you next week. In the meantime, enjoy a very present and abundant time relationship. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Podcast.